Good morning, afternoon, or evening, listener or listeners. I am Darcy Moran. Sitting to my left is my excellent companion and comrade, Kieran Stevenson. Hello, Hello. Kieran. Hi. We are broadcasting delayed from Belmont Studios, Inc. And this is a very festive weakness for bleakness. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay your mortgage or your rent. And all these goals are understood, but misery is a public good, so come and feed your sorrows till you're spent. Well, just to come, the captain said, the iceberg's only dead ahead, the men will keep the engines fed, I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history, there ain't a hope for you or me, when workers philanthropically believe in the economy, but what a feast for tired eyes, the poison of the boiling skies, and everyone their own damn spies, remember when the world was wise, we know, no, no. Listen, I w- I'm going to get to my headline in a second, but I'm, I'm, you know, the past few weeks I've been stumbling into this situation where I don't take it seriously enough uh, to actually put the work in because <laughs> my life is busy and fuck this. But also I haven't been going hard on the sort of like cheap gimmicks which would make... Uh, a show like this truly enjoyable for the listener. So I, I wanted to perform a dramatic reading of an instant classic from the relationship subreddit. Fantastic. It's not too long. I think. I would I would like to note that almost certainly the language used in this is as a result of a language barrier. I'm not going to play up that angle. I'm no two-bit controversy magnet shock jock style comedian. I'm not a comedian. I'm about to say. Uh... I'm, so I've I've taken a different a different approach, but l- let's just listen to this. All right, uh, my girlfriend baked all the beans. Now I consider to end our relations. What does I do? This is by Alamar Four. Hello, my girlfriend and me have done dating for five months. I thought this girl is very good and became of love with her. Yet even so, on this Monday, I come to home and found she has baked all my beans. Yes, all. Oh, brother. In my cupboard, I store several bag of bean to make soft and to bake on some days, to have a bit of baked bean on my dinner, or heck, a lunch too some days. But on the Monday, I find this girlfriend baked all the beans. I say, why do you bake my beans? And she says something as, I bakes them good to save time, so I bakes them all now. I am astonished and full of dismay. I say, I cannot eat all the beans. She say she has froze many of the beans so as we can unfrozen thee on a later day and eat some at a time. But if a bean is frozen unfrozen, the very good and very nice flavour of bean is gone far. A bean is best if baked fresh as a Sunday pie, not to be frozen unfrozen. I told my girlfriend I am so sad of this, as to my opinion the baking of the beans and to freeze them has ruined all my beans. She say I am gone haywire by my enragement and sad manners. But I hates what she dids to my beans. (laughs) On the days before Monday I thought will we marry the girlfriend? Well it might be so. But now I am so sad she baked them beans. I am considered to end our relations and not be the boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. 
but is my idea wrong? Could my girlfriend make promise to not bake the beans? I do not know what doing to do and how to feel forgiving on her. What can I do on this situation I said here in the text I write above this? Thank you. Oh yes, TLDR. So what I say is my girlfriend bakes all the beans in my house and frees many of them. So as now most of my beans is ruined and has no good flavors. This made me think maybe I breaked up with her, but will I? What can you say to help on me? Thank you. I am 100% convinced English is that man's first language. <laughs> Alamar 4, you poor, poor man. Remember the Alamar. Ah... <laughs> uh... It was probably fucking Scott Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah. An old post from before he was married. <laughs> <laughs> Dug up. Who knows? Maybe. <coughs> Do you have any advice uh, for Alamar? Oh, uh, Alamar, if you're listening, which I know you are. Listen, don't break up with her because she baked all your beans. Beans are cheap. Uh, girlfriends are not. I don't know the rates in your part of the world. Maybe that's not strictly speaking true, but don't break up with her. Kill her if you must, but I can see where she's coming from. I think because he has stored non-perishable beans. Yes. Which means that they are hard as rocks. And if you want to bake them, you first have to soak them overnight. Yeah. There's a hell of a process. It's a a lot of, and it, for Alamar to be this into beans, (laughs) That he would, yeah, engage in the labor-intensive process of taking beans not in fucking tins and stuff to bake himself. Modern yeah. life is rubbish. It take it's, it moves too quickly. You can't no, just you can't. do traditional beans. No, you can't. <laughs> Who has the time? Especially if if he's wanting occasionally refried beans. Yeah. So they have to be immersed and then baked and it then fried and of, then refried. It takes a lot of planning. He has them, heck, for lunch too on some days, not just dinners. You know, essentially he's complaining because she's done too much housework. Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah, prepared the beans, frozen them so that they're easy to reheat and have. We can compromise on pre-preparing like a third of the beans. Yeah, that would be the, the sensible route forward. I like the idea that they're just a kind of with everything side dish as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every meal, every night, beans. <laughs> And listen, maybe the very good flavour of bean has gone far. Has <laughs> it? <laughs> when it's frozen and unfrozen. I don't know. I'm has not a bean connoisseur. Ever- if anybody knows beans, it's fucking this dude. That's for sure. <laughs> any culture ever enjoyed the very good flavour of beans? Or are they just a thing that you have to eat if that's the local cereal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a good question. But I, I choose to trust that Alamar loves the very good flavour of bean. If there's one thing I think we can safely assume mm. is that he's not being disingenuous. It's yeah, clearly, a, yeah. clearly an earnest post. He believes what <laughs> he's, he's saying. a very sincere, uh, enthusiastic fan of beans, baked or otherwise, for dinner or heck, some lunches too. Now, I, I can grant that if you're that enthusiastic about beans that you may then be dismayed at <laughs> the relative- dismay. at the <laughs> Yeah. Like Hitler in his bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overcome with enragement and sad manners at the, the loss of the very good flavour of bean. But, yeah, compromise. Some frozen, some unfrozen. Save the good beans for the Sunday lunch. 
<laughs> She's trying to help you, man. Or if if you're worried about preserving the flavour, encourage her to add more salt when she's immersing the beans. Yeah. And that way, more flavour will survive the uh, freezing process. Holy... Also, you can just buy some more beans. Their whole thing is that they're cheap and plentiful. Uh, But yeah, this could be a a healing moment. Something to bring you two together to bond over the preparation uh, of beans. And the nurturing... With a very good flavour thereof. Well, I, I want to congratulate you on mm. uh, combining both weakness and bleakness into your first uh, your first bit, Kieran. Yeah, that that bumps my first headline, I think. So, what's your first headline? Oh, I've got a smorgasbord to choose from, but I'm going to go with Israel chides Australia's recognition of West Jerusalem as capital as bumbling gobshite, infernal moron from hell, Scott Morrison. <laughs> manages to fuck off the entire planet, including mm. the Israelis, yeah. by emphasize- leaning into the fact that he's recognising West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Israel, of course, claims the whole of Jerusalem eternally as its capital city. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, ScoMo has essentially alienated the Palestinians, alienated mm. the Israelis, alienated everyone who's an ally of the Palestinians and the Israelis, which mm. there is no neutral part of the planet on this issue. Yeah. He's yeah. just waded in like the uh. vacant imbecile that he is. Yeah. And he's threaded a needle. This is like a fucking yeah. Mr. Magoo bit. <laughs> thing. It's, it's this combination of like, I guess, um, somewhat, uh, either, either mm. somebody has snuck this through, someone on his team who wants to actually get an East-West Jerusalem partition uh, Uh, conversation going. Yeah. Who's aware of the finely balanced local issues and understands what the nub of the entire occupation issue is. Yeah. Has snuck this through in an attempt to uh, galvanise a more productive conversation about the two-state solution. It's possible. When you have a fucking sledgehammer uh, in both sort of function and intellect, as Scott Morrison is, <laughs> that's the time to start brute-forcing those conversations into the public discourse. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I worry <laughs> I worry about the mechanism that you're using to <laughs> deliver them. Well, yeah. Scobo <laughs> genuinely doesn't understand why the Israelis are furious with him, because <laughs> he thinks he's given them a Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah, they don't celebrate Christmas, Scott. <laughs> He's done this for no reason. He's just decided to infuriate the entire planet. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. And he has said, look, I, mm. I, I'm following Donald Trump's lead here because so far mm. the the way we've been going about this whole, you know, Israel-Palestine uh, fiasco hasn't been very productive. Yeah. It's been very productive for the Israelis. Yeah. He didn't say that, but it hasn't been very productive per se. And that at least, whoops. No, we're back. We dropped out for a second That's there. That's good. We dropped out because uh, the microphone picked up on me saying that at least he is correct about. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, the encryption bill. Uh, um, listening. But the, the way to bring about change is obviously mm. not to give in even more to the Israelis. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole point, the whole reason that the process has been unproductive and that there is still no Palestinian state is that we have been handling the problem by essentially mm. coddling Israel and ignoring yeah. Palestine. Yeah. A hundred percent. So he may have accidentally 
despite the fact that he's essentially just pissed off everybody mm. by unilaterally recognising a part of Jerusalem as the Israeli capital and undermining peace talks, mm. by accidentally only recognising the bit that was originally allocated to Israel in the 67 Treaty, mm. he may have accidentally helped, possibly, uh, galvanise support for the recognition of East Jerusalem as the Palestinian capital, hey. which would be quite nice. That would be fucking freakish as hell. E- evil but, you know. can accidentally blunder into good. Yeah, maybe. This You're- could be his autobahn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves with expecting anything to good to good to come out of Scott Morrison, but I can I can see what you're saying, and I would love to pick it up. Because fuck, <laughs> how perfect. A, such an idiot. If like you because this is what happens when you try to follow in the footsteps of Donald Trump, a man who doesn't drink but mm. effectively is constantly intoxicated. Yeah. On his own conceit. The staggering, <laughs> unsteady, all over the fucking place footsteps. It's very difficult to follow them without tripping up. Yeah. <laughs> How nicely turned you did uh, that metaphor. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Following the footsteps of Donald Trump, first mistake, uh, and it takes, it takes, it takes Morrison, really, to look at that sentence and be like, this is what the world wants to hear. <laughs> and then to look at the sentence, I recognize West Jerusalem as the Israeli capital, and think that that also is a, uh, a sentence that the world wants to hear. Because this is like the le- the Likud party would much rather mm. the status quo than have somebody start saying West Jerusalem. Yeah, is much better for them to keep the the, the current non yeah solution in place than to start having the wrong solution thrown at them. Yeah, by a moron from accidental <laughs> concessions Australia. from the mind of a fucking <laughs> soft brained buffoon. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. You don't, like, even if he's fully on side, you don't want Scott Morrison involved in your business. And the Liberal Party today is just evidence of that. Like, it was bad before he took over. But now, yeah, re-entry- NASA are modelling their new re-entry craft on Scott Morrison's brain. It's just so <laughs> fucking smooth and- st- <laughs> Yeah, insanely aerodynamic. <laughs> Resistant to the uh, introduction of outside particles. Nothing makes any fucking meaningful impression on it. Yeah, yeah. Just incredible. It's going to be his only contribution to science after he finishes destroying. Mm. If he gets- if if Labor don't beat him, the CSIRO are going (laughs) to- Yeah. I I don't know. They'll be relocated to Manus Mm. Island or something to save costs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. A hundred percent. Who knows what happens if- Labor doesn't win. I think we... I don't like that I'm moving rhetoric. I don't like that sort of like, ooh, look at me. It's gotten a little too hot for Mr. Can Move. Uh, (laughs) I don't like that. The Leonard Dunham move, which nobody ever actually follows through on. But maybe... Suicide? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. You don't need- just keep your current lifestyle going, Kieran. You'll be- I'll be fine, I guess, but I'm so unhappy, Dustin. <laughs> uh, it's all right. So is everybody else. There's a sense of community, at least. That is- that at least is true. Should we trip down the next footstep? <laughs> yes. What is your West Jerusalem? Um. <laughs> Till we have built West Jerusalem Olay, olay. In Canberra's <laughs> shit and boring land um, All I have is like 
little notes that I <laughs> took like a week ago. So understanding that this is broadly speaking all the information on the topic I have. Awesome. I will choose <laughs> Let's inform people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this one is interesting. Lawyer informant. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my future colleagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listener. Just scream at your, your device or, or car stereo. But, uh, yeah, this-, this woman who was a defense lawyer for several mob figures and just hundreds and hundreds of people generally... Uh, was used for years and years as an informant by the fucking, the cops. Is that right? The cops. And, uh, which, <laughs> I mean, that's all the information you need. Because what a disastrously fucking, uh, gross miscarriage of justice it is. Yeah. That the defense lawyer would inform on her own clients. Was uh, Were they blackmailing her? Like, the police, I mean? Or was, or was she just- What she said- Was she just an incredibly unethical and disastrous person? The latter. Right. She, what she has said is that she was frustrated that they kept getting away with stuff that they shouldn't be getting away with. Her right. clients, that she was- She was legally obliged she was so, to defend. So, she was trying to make- She was try- Basically, I was like, I'm bored. I'm really good at this. Mm. Instead of retiring, I'm just going to up the difficulty level by <laughs> yeah. feeding information to my enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a challenge. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly when they did the crime and how, and then defend them in court. Yeah. Uh, and basically, she's fighting- uh, There was a there was a She court should be case. disbarred, obviously. Well, yeah, fucking 100%. Uh, she may have been already, but- uh, uh, the legal uh, community was deciding whether or not it was a good idea to reveal her name or not, essentially, to keep her uh, secret. Uh, and obviously, the practice is to keep informants' names secret. That's nothing- Yeah, I mean, for uh, really good reasons. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, they die. Yep, 100%. <laughs> uh, she has refused witness protection, apparently. But uh, also, one of the judges was commenting on it, saying that because- this is also a case where, like, the informant is involved in a grossly illegal uh, scenario of great public interest. Perhaps, perhaps her name should be revealed. I don't know where I stand on that. I just think it's fucking disgusting that uh, the feds used a defense lawyer, even if it was for, like, Tony Mockbell and shit. It doesn't matter who. The, the yeah. whole point of our justice system is it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. You have yeah. to be entitled to the same protections. Mm. Which includes, by the way, a reliable fucking lawyer. Yeah. Uh, which is actually why all of these people, uh, their convictions are now under question and yeah. they could be released at any moment. Great. Mm. That's really Fucking good. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Good job to our friends in the police, to our friends in the justice system. So, how, how did it emerge that she had been doing this? Was the informant informed upon or- uh, that's the bit that I should have fucking brushed up on. Because uh, knowing the federal police, I can totally imagine one of them didn't realise there was a problem with this and just told yeah, a journalist. It's there. It's even stupider than regular police. It's quite possible. <laughs> Thickest <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the fucking the dumbest, the dumbest of the dumb. Driving around in their bright red cars. AFP Ugh. cars do look fucking stupid. Yeah. Red cops. There's a reason for that. <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the story. 
that's a breathtakingly horrible story. Mm. Um, hopefully some police will get fired as well, because... Almost definitely. And, you know, I think their names can be revealed, because they yeah. weren't informants. They were just no. taking information. They were so just corrupt. You can yeah. let that out. Yeah, I think this is on the scale that even the cops uh, may be limited in their ability to protect their own. Good. Uh, which is which is good. That's right, because it's a, because it's a white-collar fuck-off. Yeah. They can only protect themselves from like physical yeah. assault and yeah, real drug trafficking, but not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But where there's paperwork, there's <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are powerless. If it goes against policy and procedure, subsection fifteen C, uh, they're shit out of luck. Should have just <laughs> murdered them, and you would have been fine. One hundred percent. It's something like hundreds of people that this fucking dick lawyer informed on. <laughs> that's uh but yeah. it, hey at least consequences yeah yeah consequences that's a christmas present for the community yeah this is why when people complain about uh processes being too challenging or too demanding uh-huh. and want to take shortcuts your christmas present right-wing idiot is that we could have hundreds of serious criminals released back into the community. Yes, tough on crime. Tough, tough on, on crime. crime. Woo! Awesome. It's going to be tough on crime because um, criminal wages will be depressed by the sudden yeah. influx of extra work. A flood of, uh, of be, cheap labour into the market. Too too many hitmen and drug traffickers running In my running opinion, around. the government should be controlling very severely the number of people immigrating from prison to general <laughs> uh, life capping it you can't be a bleeding heart about these things look you know of course they want to come from prison to the <laughs> community just the economic they're migrants, economic migrants yeah. yeah just because their fucking traditional place of reference uh residence is a shithole with very little employment opportunity or and safety they can presumably now i'm looking forward to to, to all of these I, I, I have no doubt overwhelmingly um, terrible people mm. uh, launching a legitimate class action lawsuit against yeah. the government. Yeah. <laughs> Enriching, Enriching themselves, themselves enormously. In yeah. <laughs> After their um, long tax break holiday that they've taken. Yeah. Yeah. What a ripper. Imagine that if, like, it's not enough to overturn their convictions. So <laughs> then we have fucking to Tony Mockbell sitting in a, <laughs> in a cell somewhere. Just banking millions and millions of dollars <laughs> of government money. compensation check. This is such an Australian fuck up. I love it. Yeah, and then there'll be there'll be a fucking amazing band that calls themselves Tony Mockbell's compensation check. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Some little bogan punk outfit, and I'll be a big fan. <laughs> Strange combination of news literate and. Dumb as shit. Anyway, what's your next headline? <laughs> next one is... <laughs> this comes to us from the um, Business Insider, brackets, Australia, mm. money and markets section, ah. uh, which, surprisingly, they have other sections. Money um, and markets. Now you're speaking my language. Might investigate the other sections one day to see <laughs> yeah. what on earth they could be. <laughs> but <laughs> Hilary Hoffer has written... Mm. An early retiree who interviewed 100 millionaires discovered nearly all of them got rich using the same three-step strategy. Is this a scoop? Are we about to break the strategy for becoming a millionaire to our listeners? 
Are you ready, listeners? Here on Weakness for Bleakness, this is a first. Oh, my God, get yourself ready. Contrary to popular belief, mm. it doesn't take a lucky big risk or an inheritance to become a millionaire. Oh, I'm listening. The key is building wealth. Ah. Oh, you know what? That that makes sense. No, that does make sense. All right. All uh, right. I'm on board. I want to see. It looks pretty watertight to me. There yeah. may be a stumbling block, though, and I want you, Kieran, to be the devil's advocate. Oh, okay. And see if All you right. can find anything in here that may be, Reluctantly, I'll take may be problematic. Yes. Right? The three steps. Yeah. Earn good money. Ah, uh, well. Save it. <laughs> yep. And invest it. That's the, that's the You'll three notice steps in their entirety. It's actually only two steps, because well, if you're in, you save the money and then invest it, you're just investing it. Yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> I don't know. It seems pretty good though. Apart from the fact that she's, <laughs> actually it's only two steps, not three steps. Yeah, it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty much. Uh, let me see if I can. As let me issue. see if I can uh, take on this devil's advocate role seriously and come up with any any objections of substance so you have to earn good money that's step one that's right? step one earn good money yeah it's essentially the joe hockey solution yeah yeah and that is simple enough and he was a treasurer so so he knows what he's talking about that's what he's talking his about. whole job is treasure so he should understand <laughs> looks how like to he's it. the troll who guards the cave isn't he <laughs> yeah yeah a hundred percent the fucking underboss to the dragon he's a <sighs> He's a balloon man. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, now, this is in just in the interest of spirit of debate. I can think of a few problems with just the first step. Uh, okay. Yeah. It does commit quite a uh, a widespread and a uh, terrible fallacy of just assuming that that's uh, f- like one step in and of itself, or easy to do, or possible to do for the majority of people. And good money, in this case, is enough to just make you a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, so, step one- Evil money will not cut it. It has to be morally virtuous. Yeah. And presumably enormous quantities. Yeah. So, hmm. What, uh, all right, what are you going to do? Also- <laughs> Here's first step in this. What, what, how are you going to earn good money? I'm going to earn good money by informing on my clients when I become a lawyer. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. I, I want to point out as well, so the, the, the interviews, the millionaires being interviewed here, we're yeah. looking, we're not talking about um, the Forbes 500. We're talking well, about yeah. people who have essentially like high-end average baby boomer yeah. net worths. Yeah. So some of it's in cash, some property, some mm-hmm. investments. We're looking at about two to five million dollars. Yeah. Which is obviously an incredible amount of money. Yeah, that's that's in that's in American dollars as well. So yeah. we're talking about incredible amount of money. But for the boomers, that's like a reasonable for a boomer professional, yeah. professional uh, in the right part of the world, uh, in the right part of the country as well. In, uh, in their kind of you know, it's, it's doable. Mid sixties to mid seventies, it's yeah. pretty doable. Yeah, of course. Uh, for anybody born after, I don't know, nineteen seventy, it's a little bit more difficult. If you're born after nineteen eighty, it's fucking close to impossible without a bunch of uh, Ooh, divine no. gifts. I'm sorry. I've 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 made a made a blunder. Oh, you'll never make a million dollars with blunders. What The blunder median age of the people he surveyed was just under 50. Ah. Oh. So, 
So we're talking seventies kids. If you look at say having twenty five years of earning lots of money, yeah, and then saving and investing it, yeah, you too could be a millionaire. Ah, why do they bother publishing these stupid fucking guides? I don't know. Bullshit. Obviously, if you earn lots of money, it's easy to become a millionaire. Yeah. Nobody yes. was fucking doubting that that was well, a viable strategy. The reason taken, people are poor isn't because it hasn't occurred to them <laughs> to earn lots of money. Yeah, I've been doing this fucking ass backwards. Jesus I've been paying Christ. my ass. And instead of saving my money, I've just been insanely profligate. It to me rent to earn bills more and- money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking- well, sorry, listener, we had to take the light out from under Stupid the bushel on fucking this particular- Yeah, I recommend everybody read the Talia Jane <gasps> article about how financial advice is not intended for you uh, as a working uh, person I on some not- level of poverty. I, I, I hate victim blaming, but I swear to God, these people are asking for a revolution to happen. Yeah. It's like they want to be hung from lampposts. Yeah. Well, victim blaming is slightly different in the context of a revolution because 100% there's so- Like, the the most frustrating thing isn't that they're making millions of dollars and we're not. And it's not that they've pulled up the ladder and it's not that their advice is wrong. It's that they're making millions of dollars and we're not and they're pulling up the ladder and their advice is wrong because they're this fucking stupid- (laughs) This illiterate <laughs> about money, and yet still, somehow, they're the ones, because they fucking put ten grand into Cousin Jerry's jet ski dealership back in the 70s, and had a fucking mate who knew the back door in the banking system to invest their money into fucking cyanide gas to sell to the fucking Souds to shove down the fucking- Lungs of Yemeni children. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> and they still have the temerity to be sanctimonious about it. And it's frustrating. And our generation is so drastically overeducated and overliterate and overinformed and overqualified. And all they can offer us is a, a basic explanation of how one number adds to another number, and it's supposed to be an instruction manual as to how to ex- build wealth. Is explaining like not even um, not even you know graduate mathematics. It's it's like year, year eight is where you start to learn about compound interests, and you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. We know all of this shit. You fucking morons. Building wealth is the trick to making money. <laughs> You tautological piece of shit. No, duh. Column explains that if you spend all of your money, you won't have any left to (laughs) say. Business Insider, ladies and gentlemen, the inside track to the financial system. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, See, this is a common mistake. Uh, What you've done is you've got your money and you've spent it. Uh, What you really need to do is not spend that money, see? And then next week, when you get more money- Then you can not spend that money. Yeah. You can add the not spent money together and put it towards something that accumulates more money. You gradually- You can buy money with money, is what I'm saying, but only if you don't spend the money. Mm, Yeah. Interesting. Until you spend it on buying money. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Uh, this is such an awesome system advice. that we have. I love it. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. The only way that it works <laughs> is if you have enough money yeah. 
that making money is no longer a concern. <laughs> Pretty much. What a broken game. <laughs> and they just publish it like it's not an issue. They're yeah, yeah, gen- yeah. Genuinely, like, oh no, this is this so is helpful. Deep. I've, I've had a good idea. So deep. They got lost inside their own asses forty <laughs> years ago, and now you stumble in there and be like, "What's up? We lost you. Where are you?" And then you're in there inside your own ass with this elaborate cosmological fucking pantheon. Your explanation for how the world works based on a fucking shit-based metaphysics. And you try to educate the outsider. If you follow the rabbit hole deep enough, you actually find in the ninth circle of free market hell, Mm. Adam Smith just screaming, I want to change sides. I want to change sides. It's all gone wrong. I want to change sides. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. Dehumanise and face to bloodshed. The whole system is- You have to walk up his powdered wig to escape back into- <laughs> Yeah. Marxism. Fuck, man. Who's the spiritual guide through that version of the Inferno? Oh, that's a good question. Eugene Debs. I'm going to say maybe I- I- either- um, Ah. Engels, I think Engels, because he <laughs> he was the capital, the, the sort of prototypical capitalist socialist kind mm. of hybrid understander, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I guess we well, we're going to need to refine. It can't be fucking this. Marx because he's. No. Can you imagine having him as a spiritual guide through anything? Yeah, fuck, just the, the constant condescension and put downs and refusal to. He's irritating enough. Understand it's just a, an intellectual guide yeah. in abstract from a point of distance. It's yeah, having to actually work with him, Christ Almighty. Uh, he's constantly choosing to misunderstand what you say. Uh, yeah, man, man. I'd be happy with Engels though. Engels would be fine. Uh, I would or be happy with, uh... M- m- maybe, um... Who? No. No, I'll go with Engels. Alright. I don't have anybody. If I fucking die and there's more, I'm gonna be so pissed off. <laughs> Let alone if I get down there and they're like, you get Oh, w- let's walk you through the financial system as expressed through the afterlife. You get Warren no Buffett. Yeah. Just constantly, like, gleefully pointing out to you how, how lucky he was that the chips yeah. fell his way. Yeah, that's it. It's 100% Warren Buffett. They're like, I recognize the system. I don't do anything to change it. But have you heard that I live modesty modestly for a billionaire? Not modestly for somebody that you know. I should write a book called How to Live on a Billion Dollars a Year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be funny. It'll be funny. It is a shame that my secretary had to pay more tax than I did. I didn't lobby to change that at all, but I did suggest that billionaires voluntarily uh, cede a small portion of their funding upon death when- They know they really, need it. Yeah. Not because we need it now. Yeah. We need it desperately, Warren. Oh. Give it. Give it to me. Give it me, Warren. Warren. Give it me. Give me your money. Please, Warren, could you? Because I can't stand him carrying on like this. It's undignified. Warren, please. Just buy, buy the man a drink please. or something. Even a Christmas dinner. Please. He Warren. needs some Warren. protein. Warren. I had a Christmas lunch-themed sandwich. Ah, uh, uh, yes, 7-Eleven. While I was working at my <laughs> uh, blue-collar job. 
Uh, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my story. It was fucking awful. <laughs> it was a cranberry in there somewhere. <laughs> How miserable. Let's go into topics. <laughs> All right. Hello, listener. Topics. Uh, this week, what I would like to bring to your attention is the absolute travesty of the uh, Access and Assistance Bill, I think it's called, but what people have been calling the Encryption Bill, which uh, was passed on the last day of Parliament sitting uh, recently. And boy fucking howdy, is there a lot to to talk about with regards to it. Right? This is such a great bill. Mm. We're all going to be safe now, Kieran. All safe forever, everywhere, about internet. Because there will be no such thing as data security in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two prongs to this discussion, and one is uh, what is the bill, and the other is what the fuck happened that uh, let it pass, and why is Labor shit? Uh, Why is Labor shit? Well, we'll, we'll, we will get to that. Liberal Party's shit, so logically, the Mm. other party must be good. That's how it's supposed to work, yeah. That's the two sides of a coin arrangement. You can't have a coin with two heads. No, it's it's literally cheating. Yeah. That would be, if if, if there was some sort of neoliberal double-header going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't like that, Kieran. No, it would be be a terrible news. But if Labour are okay with this encryption stuff, then I'm sure it's fine. I think you're overreacting. Yeah, well, let's let's look into it. Freedom of information. Let's see, let's see what it is. We're in favour. Yes. Uh, so the the <laughs> access and assistance bill, which is in direct contradiction uh, with the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulations, uh, recently passed from the EU. You'll remember that all internet websites had to post messages saying we're not going to fucking sell your data willy nilly to whoever can pay for it uh, for a while. Uh, this this bill is in direct violation of that, but that's just a, a little piece of uh, interest. It essentially means that uh, the Australian government can compel tech companies to put backdoors into their uh, services and devices, uh, allowing them to break encryption so that the government could get information, uh, access to the communications of users that they want to... Uh, <clears throat> surveil uh this is to be done through secret warrants uh they can compel companies to put malware onto customers devices they can compel employees of a company to create these backdoors and then be uh legally prohibited from telling their employer that they've done it uh under the threat of spending five years in prison if the employee refuses to uh comply uh, fines of up to $10 million can be levied against companies. Uh, it's not based on their uh, uh, actual earnings or anything like other similar fines in, in the industry. It's just up to $10 million. Uh, there is an exemption if it creates a systemic weakness, but it costs the company a lot to prove to the government's satisfaction that it would create a systemic weakness. Uh, and of course the entire bill is a systemic weakness. So we're already dealing with, uh, yeah, an untenable situation to begin with. So, uh, 
Right, but but what's your problem with the build, though, Kieran? Uh, well, this all sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it can be applied to any state or commonwealth offence, uh, punishable by up by three or more years of prison time. So, so that's most criminal offences. Most criminal offences, yes, and some civic offences. Uh, the Australian Computer Society cannily noted that uh, there is no way to uh, preserve the uh, safety of evidence in this way. If the cops, for some reason, were desirous of framing somebody who had evidence of well, an alibi... Whoa, 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 Hang yeah. on a second. I know, I know it's unconscionable to think, think about... Do you think this might be misused? Is that... I mean, I think it's possible... I know that the cops have never done this before, but I think it's important, nevertheless, that our system uh, retain protections against cops ever being corrupt. Because remember, the police are concerned with procedures, not outcomes. They, they, they would never... Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. ...go on some kind of mad mission to mm. make sure they got a specific person, regardless of the consequences. I know, I know. It's very unlike them. On, and it will. this will cut down on the number of uh, judicial... Uh, employees that they'll have to corrupt and compromise. That is very true. So, you know, uh, that's good. Uh, anyway, that's ba- that's basically the bill. It's it's allowing government unfettered access to the data of people's people of interest uh, without anybody knowing that they're doing it. In some cases, even the employers. It forces uh, companies to compromise their encryption, thereby compromising it for everybody. It's a bit like uh, immunizations encryption is when you put in a back door it's literally only a matter of time until somebody much more bel- malevolent gets their fucking hands on it all of whom are much more competent than the fucking australian federal government when it comes to technology stuff so but i'm sure this could possibly be you know investigative journalists could also use this uh Oh no no. oh no 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 investigative journalists no anti-corruption bodies oh right uh, oh, hang yes, on a second this sounds very so, Kieran I was very enthusiastic about this bill but mm. you know, the more you tell me about it I'm well, starting to have some suspicion that's the thing is on the face of it it sounds wonderful and like, it's not really about freedom of information at all is it it's about it's about uh, controlling yeah. people it, it does seem to be primarily about controlling people yeah 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 it's strange because as as if you ask me off the street should the government have unfettered access to the information of anybody they want? The thing that I naturally am inclined to say is, of course, of course, uh, because, yeah, if anybody, like other people can do that as well, surely. Yeah, I mean, you're and just we thinking, can, we're thinking of a more efficient census, essentially, yeah, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, an efficient a census. A live book census. Unprecedented transparency. But, Real uh, democracy. Yeah, when you dig into it uh, for, say, one or two seconds, uh, it turns out that there's quite a lot of dog shit in this dog shit uh it came out of a dog's ass so i don't know why i'm surprised about it now that i come to think of it but the labor party must be furious because they're good guys they're good guys in the labor party they wouldn't let this happen well it's interesting without putting up a fight that up because yes labor fucking supported it and like more than that the i'm confused now because labor are good guys i know i know but boy howdy it was a Half the country thinks Labour's a good party. Now, now, I'm now. so confused. Now, now, now. It was the last day of Parliament. There was a time crunch. So if I just walk you through what happened, maybe you'll understand. Uh, most I'm getting most of this info, uh, information from Paul Carp and Caf- Catherine Murphy's write-up in The Guardian. Well, they'll uh, be the first to go. So there were two bills. 
being debated in Parliament that day, being voted upon. And one was legislation allowing the medical transfer of people from Nauru and Manus. And a, a filthy green senator and another senator added amendments to an immigration bill. And the amendment said that if a doctor rules that uh, somebody requires a medical transfer, then the minister has to approve it unless they disagree with the assessment or they think it's a national security risk. And then if they disagree with it, it goes to an independent commission who are able to override the minister unless there's a By which point national... the person's died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've <laughs> set themselves on fire and burnt themselves as any 12-year-old would. Uh, but essentially, uh, the government didn't want to lose... Uh, this vote, because the amendments are added in the Senate, and then it gets sent back to the House, and if the government lost on this vote, it would be the most substantive loss by an incumbent government in something close to a century. Yeah, 90 years exactly, I think. There you go. God, you wouldn't want that to happen under Scott Morrison's watch. How embarrassing no, for him. Yeah, I know. The previously rock-solid It's all been going so well. ...of Scott Morrison, the tank, we call him, because he's impenetrable. Uh... Yeah, so Bernardi, Corey Bernardi and Pauline Hansen were interested in blocking this because anybody who's not an Australian is by definition a demon and a monster. So, of course, they're just looking out for us. Uh, and anyway, an attempt to get this bill back into the House in time was Labor capitulating on this fucking encryption bill. So they had a bunch of amendments that they wanted to uh, apply to it in the Senate and then to have the amended bill go back to the House for voting. And they thought that the only way to get the immigration bill back to the House in time was to pass the encryption bill uh, with no amendments and then humbly request that the government look at adding those amendments uh, later on. Now, what happened was that not that. No. Uh, the immigration bill was not passed through the House. It was passed through the Senate, but not through the House. Uh, the encryption bill was passed through, and Corman, <sighs> Matthias Corman, our friend, yes. uh, has said that the coalition will facilitate consideration Truffles, of the amendments. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He will facilitate the consideration of the amendments. That's clear language. Um, yeah, so it was like a fucking massive dick trip on part of on the part of Labour who were. Was it, or have they just allowed the Liberals to achieve something that they didn't want to have to do themselves? I mean, that's possible. Uh, part of the, I mean, it wasn't just for the immigration thing. Part of the reason they passed it through was because they didn't want it to not pass and then have the entire. Uh, Christmas period of the libs saying that Labor was bad for national security, which is the most cynical and <laughs> bloodless politics. It's an awesome Christmas message as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as if anybody would give a shit. I'm not really sure how you fuck up this badly when you have unprecedented goodwill in the public. There must be some explanation, like they don't give a fuck about the electorate or they don't give a fuck about good policy or... Bill Shorten is a completely... Uh, Hold Parliament in your mm. mind for a second. Yes. Both okay. sides of the House, right? Yes. Remember who... So don't think of them as the abstract Parliament. No, I'm thinking of... Think of the actual people that are there. Thinking of bodies of people. How 
likely, do you Ugh. seriously think it is, Ugh. that these smooth-brained fucks Ugh. even knew what they were fucking talking about? Almost zero. <laughs> Almost zero. I don't- I don't trust that, like- I don't- this- this On attempts to- the, This attempts to unpick the tactics of it, I don't think they fully understood. Certainly the- the content of the bill, I don't think that they understand. Uh, there were changes made to the bill in the morning that the vote took place, uh, and something like a hundred- over a hundred amendments, and then Labor amendments, and a bunch of people trying to essentially- pretend that a turd is a sandwich. This and is the great legacy of the British Empire, is tyranny by fucking bumbling idiocy. Yeah, yeah. It is just- You get a bunch of semi-literate gorillas into a room, <laughs> and then give them abstruse logic puzzles about ethical <laughs> questions- uh, using language and processes from a hundred years ago and technology from now, and yeah, it's a it's a fucking mess. And what the, a wonder that they the Labour Party's apart. solution to the um, trolley car problem mm. is to get the lever stuck, cause the trolley to crash, and kill everyone with the shrapnel. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I killed the lorry driver, the trolley driver, rather. Uh, if there was a driver, the trolley problem would fall apart. Um, but yeah, yeah, to ask questions about is the media currently videoing the lever? Uh, <laughs> how has how has the lever been polling lately? Uh, is the opposition claiming that the lever in one position or the other is good or bad for national security? And then right down even the bottom know of the list of- what we fucking mean when yeah. we talk about national security. Yeah. National because security, which is almost the nation is fucking... secure. It's fine. Yeah, the it nation is secure. It might get flooded when the sea rises, but apart from that, it's basically okay. Terrorist violence is at a low of like a decade low or something worldwide. And we are something like the sixth safest country on earth yeah. uh, when viewed through the metric of terrorist attacks. And terrorist violence. This for- fucking bill isn't going to prevent terrorism. No. Because once you know, once you have the information that there's somebody that you need to look at and you need to look at their communications, you already know to keep an eye on them. Yeah. And as we have learned, finding out about terrorist threats is not the problem this country has. No. Because apparently- we know about huge numbers of people. Yeah. We just refuse to fund any of the services and- Yeah. Um, you know, be, be, be they judicial or be they medical- Yeah. That could possibly actually do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. The problem is all elsewhere in the incompetence and malevolence of these fucking <laughs> goddamn hollow bone skeksy fucks. I can't- I can't deal with it. What I hate most about <laughs> stories like this is when we have to push our understanding of it through some fucking insane refractory prism, like the the tactics <laughs> of Parliament on the day. It's like, oh, or maybe we can just talk about how it's a bill that fucking destroys uh, security destroys the capacity for fucking Australian tech companies who are all justifiably shitting themselves <laughs> to compete. After to get- they're just starting to recover from the financial crisis as well. Yeah. 
congratulations, you have a million dollars to get a fucking product to market, and now you have to put aside $500,000 of that to develop a backdoor that isn't immediately exploitable by anybody. Yeah, which means Australian users will be, like, essentially firewalled off and quarantined by these international media and producers, right? Because otherwise their customers in in Europe Mm -hmm. and in China and in Japan and America will all be fucking infected by the Australian federal police. Yeah. Yeah. It compromises the entire architecture. So if any company is forced to compromise that, they won't do dealings here. They'll only do dealings here as like foreign customers. It's going to be... I think GitHub has some initiative that's backed by tech people in Australia to just block every project and coming out of Australia. Guess what this affects? I don't understand programming Beyond, This isn't just about, by the way, you know, Sony's mm. PlayStation Network people being inconvenienced. This affects it, the way international science functions. Yeah. It affects everything. Medicine. It's... Engineering, agriculture, it's all computers. It's all databases. It's all now. computers. <laughs> it's all data. It's all encrypted. Ah, <laughs> uh, these fucking dweebs yeah. have no idea what they're doing because they don't want a, a, a lunatic to go mad in a cafe yeah. again. These are the fucking idiots who go to their shitty uh, Australia Day barbecues with their fucking. 12 pack of Woolworths market beef butt sausages and fiddle for fucking <laughs> half an hour with the new Leatherman tool that they fucking bullied their kids into buying for them for it's Father's been Day. been 40 They're years like, and they still uh, don't know how to fucking uh-huh. cook the onions properly. They just yeah. char the shit out of one side of them. Yep. Yeah. Oh. You burn the onions on one side. That's how you cook an onion. I don't know what you're talking about, Darcy. What do you mean soft and translucent and yeah. still with flavor? No. Burnt to shit and crunchy. That's how we like it. It's how we like the outside of our sausages. It's how we like our onions. It's how we like the rolls that, like, 15 years ago, when we heard about the concept of toasting the bun, we started throwing them on the open flame and leaving them under the hood for 10 minutes. That's how we do things in this country, with a fucking minimum of skill and a maximum of confidence. And now, applying that principle to the matter of technological legislation... We're busting into the house of the international community and being like, oh, steak, I'm a fucking ripper at cooking steaks. Let me at the steak. Immediately ignoring all of the carefully thought out and purchased steak cooking equipment that these people have. And disregarded the fact that that's actually a piece of bluefin sashimi. Yeah. And being like, oh, fucking raw fish, I'll grill her up. I'll grill her up. Good. What do you need to slice? Squeeze a lemon, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, squeeze a lemon. Then you just chuck it in the foil and then you just put it directly on the hottest part of the flame for about 45 minutes until it's so dry that it could be used as fucking grout. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're allowed a government. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not. We're sort of in a position increasingly where it seems that we're not. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Because government implies mm. intention, doesn't it? Yeah. And direction, not mm. just improvisational farce <laughs> conducted by actors who are so tired they don't know what role they're playing anymore. Yeah. Because it is this is not this is not an evil, insidious thing that Parliament has done. 
well, it's genuine. Uh, no, no, it is genuine. For some of them, it is genuine fucking stupidity. Yeah, they literally think that all this is is a bill that will make it easier to catch the bad yeah. people, the, the people that we already have very little trouble catching. Yeah, very little trouble with. Yeah. I believe that it's malice from Dutton, but I would believe that Dutton's lunch yeah, order don't, is he, he doesn't understand the fucking implications of He's this. He's also a moron, but it's like, <laughs> it's evil and stupidity, not just stupidity is all my point. Peter Dutton probably thinks that Fallout 4's hacking system is literally how it works. Yeah, yeah. Peter Dutton in a different era would 100% be like on a Jack Thompson- uh, And would join the Brotherhood of Steel faction, by the way, and enjoy that- Yeah version of the game unironically he oh fuck man if dutton were alive today he'd be a fucking uh kid today no i like yours better yeah 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 all right well that's what happens when the corpse of jesus has run out of magic and it's just this kind of autopilot fucking shuffler yeah yeah Desperately bouncing off the roof of the cave, trying to get back to the base station. Put to your charge. fingers through my bill, Thomas. I think you'll find it's <laughs> perfectly intact. Yeah. If Dutton were a child today, uh, like a teenager, he would 100% be one of those people who uncritically accepts the doctrine of the space marines from Warhammer 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Long live the god emperor. There's no irony built Suffer into this. Suffer not the Xenos to live. <laughs> yeah. This straight, gritty... Science fiction I don't tale. understand how the totalitarianism of the Empire breeds the fury of chaos. <laughs> it's all what a bit beyond me. What are you talking about? But, uh, no, this is a straightforward good and evil game. <laughs> yeah. The ones with their tits out are evil. The ones with their tits <laughs> encased within 18 inches of steel power armor are good. That's how it works. And there's a lot of accommodation for baldness in this particular universe, so I, for one, feel at home. And whiteness. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very few black people in 40k. In uh, fairness, it was a pr- product of Nottingham in the early yeah, yeah, 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we have to pick our fights for sure. Oh man. I love it. How dumb is this fucking country? It's difficult to fight stupidity. Evil is like a straightforward enemy where you could yeah. like, okay, these, these people have plans. I can see the pattern of their behavior. I understand what they're trying to do. And I, we can f- therefore figure out a way to stop it. Yeah. But there is, as, as the, the press and the Democrats are still fucking showing us with Trump in America is hard to handle just random stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. Just dealing with people who, whether they are good or evil is irrelevant because what fundamentally is the problem is that they don't understand anything that they're doing. Yeah, they're afraid, free And they just won't- Bumbling around. But then they won't stop doing. Yeah, yeah. That's the, like, stubborn and stupid. No, no, I dig in. Uh, you're an elected official. Shouldn't you have a bit more grace and poise than this? No, absolutely not. I dig and, in. And, and a consequence of, again, p- p- having people in parliament- who themselves have no suspicion of authority. Yeah. Make, means that there's really no relevance to the question of whether they're good or, or, or evil actors. Yeah, that's very true. Because well. it just does not occur to them that they might be doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Here, here is, for me, the takeaway. The takeaway is not, oh, the liberals have done some stupid, vile thing. Uh, the takeaway isn't even, oh, some stupid, vile thing got passed. 
the the thing for me was the deep gut drop when I saw that Labour had pushed it through fairly easily, mm. and also the the way that Bill Shorten was trying to use the national security message to justify that and be like Scott Morrison, stay at work and pay, pass this bill to protect Australians. Yeah, because Bill Shorten is stupid enough to think that national security is something that people actually people outside of Canberra care about. Yeah, yeah, he people- saw it as an opportunity to to score points, but like the. The despairing part of that is that, I mean, I never fucking put much faith in Bill Shorten, but it wasn't long ago that we were talking about how we wanted a grey bureaucrat to just yeah, be up there of, doing... But but implicit in that was the fact that he wasn't a fucking idiot. The grey bureaucrat yeah. was supposed to at least yeah. know what was happening. So this is the gut drop bit. He is a, He's fucking, a fucking idiot. idiot. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot who had enough advice... To know that this was a bad idea. So, like, an idiot twice over. Or an idiot who doesn't care, essentially, if he He's- passes something shitty. So, when he wins with a crushing landslide, and we have 16 years of Labour government, he's going to have a mandate to do whatever the fuck he wants. And there'll be more of this shit. We can- <laughs> if our economy hasn't ground to a halt because of the withdrawal of every fucking company that uses a computer... <laughs> Which is a distinct possibility, because who would risk it? Well, I mean, now- I'm looking forward to the Apple Store opening in Federation Square <laughs> and then immediately being empty. <laughs> At least now we know why they're fucking so into coal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't hack Preparing coal. for an analogue future. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. I only use steam counting machines. <laughs> Nothing more transparent than a fucking abacus. Yeah, I mean, you can see a good abacus you can see from both sides, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. It's bad. Oh, well. <laughs> I, the, the, the only thing that could have possibly come out of this as being mm. a, a redemptive feature would be if public serv- public interest causes like freedom of information and so forth were given equal rights to the um, leashed fascists who are the federal police. Yeah. But- Oh, when when was that going to fucking happen? Obviously, that's not going to be yeah. a thing. So, there's no redeeming feature. Yeah. Well, if we're going off of that probability spectrum, then I would also say that the, a possible redemptive feature would have been uh, immediately solving all of our immigration issues or- uh, b- becoming a glorious socialist state. I could have taken this bill if there had been an amendment that said that we immediately become a socialist worker state <laughs> with a strong internationalist <laughs> bent, uh, a sort of socio-anarchy kind of thing. But, like, it, that was as likely to happen as the fucking freedom of information shit. Specifically, anti-corruption and government scrutinizer bodies are cut out of the deal so yeah oh no there'll be no ombudsman involvement in this no 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 we don't get shit because they project because they're all fucking terrible people who are like the world is doing shady backdoor deals and ripping off entitlements and fucking meeting up with sketchy folk and stuff well and because they they genuinely think Mm. that this is a service that is needed. 
They genuinely mm. think this is a power, that the reason the police are being frustrated yeah. at every turn is because they can't get access to this vital data. That is genuinely what the backbenchers believe. Yeah. Not that <clears throat> police have the information gathering capacity that they need. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the actual resources to do anything about the problems that they're encountering yeah. or the culture or the training to do mm. anything about the problems they're encountering. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with their police evidence gathering capacity. No, no, no. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, they have more than enough, uh, if anything, powers of In the 18th century, yeah. the Irish Republican Brotherhood were comprehensively shut down by yeah. a police force that didn't even exist yet. Yeah. There was no police. There was just amateur spies with quills. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It doesn't take that much. Look, there's like a couple of tiny points that I would like to put on, on this. One, this is going to be used for fucking drug testing welfare recipients or something soon enough. Oh, accessing God, health yeah. records and stuff. Guaranteed. That one's uh, never far away, is it? Drug yeah. testing welfare recipients. Yeah. Number two, the likelihood that this is all some uh, play for the, like, Five Eyes fucking nations so that we can be their obsequious Jabba the Hutt rat shoulder man thing. <laughs> and using this shit to backdoor for other espionage for other countries. I mean... Yeah, which is exactly why we're going to get firewalled off from the rest of the internet community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and rightfully so. But nevertheless, we'll still be used. There'll be something, some... They'll get minor data through a fucking Telstra pipe or something because of some shared carrier deal with Verizon, which will give <laughs> the US people, like, one piece of information every four years, and we'll, that'll be deemed an, an, an acceptable sacrifice so that they can find out that some black kid in Oakland has fucking expressed a negative opinion of the government to a friend in Australia via some inc secret communication thing. And, and one they'll of go his and they'll friends murder him. likes a local mosque and... Oh, no. Yeah, they'll go and murder him and they'll be like, thanks, Australia, and we'll be like, what? We couldn't hear you. We're cut off from the global community <laughs> because of this stupid fucking bill. We've been quarantined. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then I think there was some other little thing that I had to say, but who? Well, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to download this in a couple of weeks, so... <laughs> The tyranny of incompetence will have crushed us all. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. But that's it. That's the encryption bill. It's uh it's a bad one. It's a pretty it's a pretty bad one. <laughs> well, it it it, it 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 leads me on to what I've decided is is going to be my uh my my B topic yep. for the program. Mm. Uh, this is ill researched listener or listeners because I uh I have been pretty much just at work all week. Yeah, how long do you think it is until we have to we're, until we stop having to add that caveat and they just are like, well, I know what I'm listening to. <laughs> no, no, because this has been even for this program mm. an especially ill-researched uh, topic. <laughs> okay, as in literally, I have heard things. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And I watched a little bit of the conference uh, before while I was falling asleep. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, Bill started talking and the white noise machine <laughs> just did its work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Labour Party is still tenaciously uh, hanging on to avoiding being the Labour Party. Yeah. As Australia, along with, I guess, Canada and New Zealand, mm. desperately 
clings on to this Blairism doctrine. Yeah. In Canada and New Zealand, it has some chance of working because Canada mm. and New Zealand both have kind of Blair-esque leaders yeah. that they're very charismatic and uh, know how to hold their cutlery and sort of mm. engage with people and so and say the right thing and so forth. Third wayism uh, is going to, I think, go down very badly once Labor take office here because Bill Shorten is not Tony Blair, he is Gordon Brown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a very canny... Uh comparison actually he doesn't have fucking any charisma whatsoever he does not and Bla- that that blairist cool britannia mm. third way laborism as as it did here under um hawk and keating yeah 100 depends on a charismatic leader yeah which should be a massive warning to everybody on the left straight away and it was yeah. incredible that it wasn't at the time well you know we would dying for charismatic leaders and they were good at it i mean fucking they were the tent pole of uh the democrat party the democratic party in the u.s absolutely it's what they run off it's what fueled obama's campaign and what inexplicably sustained his popularity after he uh, abandoned all of his progressive promises and it and is it's alive today it, it the it's still beloved of the MPs in the Labour Party who yeah. uh, oppose Corbyn, which is still the majority of the MPs in the Labour Party. But <laughs> you fucking pieces of shit! In, right? Yeah. God, they they are. It's an absolute shit fight in the UK at the moment. I'm so glad we don't live in the UK for this moment because yeah. I'm quite invested in it, but I really need to be able to disengage with it from it for weeks at a time because you you log onto that shit and it's fucking awful. I'm not sure when it will get to us here. It's not obviously going to happen um, until Bill Shorten has failed. Yeah. Maybe his failure will galvanise something. Yeah. But there's no Jeremy Corbyn in the Federal Labour Party. There's no, no old militant left faction guys that are still around. No. And Labour Party's pre-selection processes are too good for there to ever be any, I suspect. Yeah. Um, until it becomes a necessity. The thing is, we may be, I think, I know in, in Canada and New Zealand, there are still challenges to third wayism yeah. in their leftist parties, but what, there's absolutely nothing. No, I mean, here. the closest we have is kind of charismatic. I mean, Albo is pretty much a, a centre. Yeah, but he's still way third way. Like, yeah. There's no. There's no substantial uh, threat. If that's the closest thing we have, we're fucked. third wayism at all, is what I got from the Labour Party conference, you know? Um, And they are still in the mentality of crafting their policy in terms of, well, okay, we have to make concessions to the public and we have to make concessions to our supporters. Yeah. Because otherwise they're going to ruin our amazing third-way liberalism project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a the most cynical political it's so doctrine. Fucking gross. Yeah, and stupid as well. Here's the question that I have about it because it seems like there's two opposed options, right? And both are to do with the Liberal Party. One, does the failure of the Liberal Party undermine our ability to combat third-way stuff and bring about actual left-wing politics, particularly in the Labour Party, but also generally? Uh, Or 
Secondly, does the existence of the Liberal Party and its members who inexplicably shout about the far-left socialism of the Labour Party, uh, does that hinder? Does them being around hinder? Like, I think that the weakness of the Liberal Party, for now, anyway... Makes it extremely difficult to challenge third wayism. Yeah, but I think the strength of the feebleness of the Labour Party makes it really difficult to challenge internally. Yeah. The way Labour selects its people, mm. it's you can't get anybody through who's on the record, and because of social media, now we're all on. Those of us who are on the left are very much on the record as being, yeah. you know, well, none of us are going. Well, you, you and I wouldn't get a nomination. No. Not even for a seat we were guaranteed to lose. They, yeah. they wouldn't let us get that far. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so I guess the only thing would be if, say, the Greens party, for instance, yeah. was to have some kind of great surge and they well, took they could- enough of Labour's centrist and centre-right voters away yeah. that Labour had to start playing for fresh crops as it were yeah um or if our little victorian socialists are able to become enough of a a movement and the labor party realize that um they're kind of getting preferenced but after the greens by these yeah. other kind of minor leftist minor parties and that's as if i don't know but i think yeah. on the face of it at the moment we are going to be stuck with a Labour Party that is going to consider increasing New Start yeah. by $75 a week mm. is going to maintain offshore detention. Yep. And is going to apparently support uh, the sorts of encryption bills that Ernst Honecker would have fucking agitated for in the German East German Republic. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the offshore thing comes with a. I mean, I was I was never expecting them to fucking be human on that level, but it came with a little sting of sadness where Plibs, who has previously been very vocally against uh, offshore detention, had to officially be like, "Well, I'm gonna go with Bill on this one." It's nuts because there's no it's policy. There's no policy punch to it. The fact is. That the uh, reason these the reason these people are in offshore detention is because their boats were intercepted, mm. right? And boats, uh, you you either end up in offshore detention or if you're close enough, you get dragged back to Indonesia or whatever. But yeah, that's what's stopping the boats is the fact that the smugglers themselves are being arrested and detained, and the boats are being dragged back to uh, you know or scuppered as it may be yeah. uh, occurred earlier on in the in, in, and may still be going on for all I know the press aren't allowed to report on it anymore so we don't know yeah all we know is from one former naval officer mm. um, is that the key to the policy is the fact that the boats are being intercepted and returned to Indonesia mm. not that people are being tortured on <laughs> in, in, in tropical prisons yeah yep but nah doesn't even doesn't even doesn't even matter. No, they're just. Gonna- there has to be some dark god that these people are worshiping and sacrificing to, because there's too many of these things where it's like it doesn't make any sense 
to have the all of the human rights violating crimes against humanity kind of bits. Yeah, but because, again, like I said before about the encryption, they're, they're, these are stupid people. They're stupid. These are people who think yes. that a, a population that has not seen real wage growth in 20 years, despite massive expanding living expense increases, mm. primary concern is abstract national security questions. Yeah. Not their overwhelmingly destructive living expenses. Well, I think that might just be testing the limits of their cynicism because they think those people can be tricked into caring more about abstract national security questions than cost of living problems. And for many years, that was true, but uh, they're coming up against the limits of that. I I know they're morons. Before the financial crisis, cost of living was concealed by credit, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah. I know that these people are morons. I don't doubt that that plays a large part, but- there has to be a shrine somewhere under Parliament to some fucking snake, literal and figurative and allegorical. That the it's uh, they they have a statue with, of Mammon, but what they haven't real o- over the years is mm. it's gradually inclined its head, and it will no longer meet their gaze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not with these guys. It booms in a dead language. <laughs> Yeah, it's speaking to us. Get the fuck away. Uh, yeah. Yeah, things are pretty bad when Mammon crosses the floor. <laughs> Start his, starts his own party. Ah. Better to rule in hell than serve in heaven implied that, you know, you were forced to make a choice. It yeah. wasn't like I'm going to set up hell regardless of the circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's not just best to rule in hell. It's also like from. <laughs> it's also like based off of a time where the people who were going to hell were like debonair, cool guys. Very true. Yeah. If you got to hell and you're like, "Where's my fucking party animals at?" and it's just Scott Morrison <laughs> bumbling into a frame and being like, "Have you had the fucking sausages here, man?" But you can't They're get to outrageous. hell now because you have to wait in fucking offshore detention for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Because the neoliberal fucking dweebs <laughs> convinced Satan that he needed to shore up his border <laughs> policies. <laughs> A hundred percent. Some of these people are secret Christians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we intercepted Scott Morrison's communications. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's been talking a lot about Jesus. <laughs> Can't have that. Man. So, yeah, basically, Labour Party so National the Labor Conference, Party Conference was, <laughs> was fucking awesome. And uh, essentially, we, we, we can expect uh, reluctant support for... Uh, reluctant, as in publicly expressed reluctance for the mm. Adani coal mine. We can expect, basically, a more competent and less overtly evil version of the Liberal Party. Yeah. That's pretty much what we've got. Yeah, well, that is something. Like you know, they they are going to be less shit for the environment. They are going to be less shit for workers' rights, but yeah. it's still not a choice. They're not going to be. They they will keep their contempt secret, which is something that or try to at least or try to. They don't realize which, their tells that they. Yeah, yeah, which is just fucking grinning like that Grinch gif 
and rubbing their hands. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm so legitimately tired of, uh, Scott Morrison (laughs) and everything he says and does. He's been prime minister for what, like half a day now. Yeah, he 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 is definitely the re- record holder for packing the most fucking exhaustion into the shortest yeah. term in Australian political history. Yeah. Absolutely, and he still has a lot of capacity to make me laugh. But overall, that's like having a kid. It's like, oh, for five minutes a day, I'm filled with wonder and awe at the beautiful thing that I've created. But for the other twenty three hours and fifty five minutes, I it's a constant mission of cleaning up shit and piss. <laughs> that's Scott Morrison in a fucking nutshell, I think. As a person who has to consume him. There is one thing I'm looking forward to with uh, the future of Scott Morrison, which is, come the federal election, Mm. if some enterprising uh, manufacturer of amusing uh, uh, wearable items, garments, some eccentric garment maker, Mm. could put together a baseball cap with a self-aware slogan on it and somehow get Scott Morrison to wear it. It's only a matter of time. During the campaign. I would be very happy about that. Yeah. It'll be like uh, Scubbo, but backwards. Well, he did that himself, didn't he, a bit? Because he tried to turn ScoMo into a signature, but he ended up writing Slow-Mo, which was (laughs) just amazing. True to his name. (laughs) He's got to keep it. When you do something that perfect, you have to keep it. It's the law. Oh, man. He thinks he's genuinely, like... He kind of did it with the beef he's had as well. Like, that was, <laughs> the beef he's uh, had was so... Just the way he was shoving that fucking pie into his mouth. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. What movie is this still from? It looks hysterical. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what strange, it's, incisive uh, look at small town living is this from Noah Baldock? No, unwatched no, ri- unwatched right. sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah. This is the bully character. What would the Australian equivalent of Groundhog Day be? Uh, I think it's just living in Australia <laughs> in the 21st century, man. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Mud Pig Day. <laughs> Bush Pig Day, I Bush guess. Bush Pig but... Day, yeah. And it's just fucking... <gasps> you could get him in a cap with Bush Pig written on it. Or Hog's yeah, Breath Cafe. Totally. Hog's yep. Breath Cafe. Get him yeah. to a Hog's Breath. He'd, he would absolutely go to a Hog's Breath Cafe. He'd probably actually enjoy the food as well. Oh, yeah. The only Prime Minister ever to, like, actually relish the food he has to eat on. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. They take the flavour of a steak and then they dilute it by 16 times, <laughs> but the steak is 16 times as big. So you get a lot of steak and roughly 400 fries per steak and they're not good but there's lots of them <laughs> it costs 82 dollars and they serve fucking melbourne bitter i don't know what beer they serve at hog's breath cafe but it's I all been left in the sun and fucking scummy luxurious yeah. compared to the hog's breath bitter oh yeah it'll be like it'll be some ridiculous yeah thing. uh it's called uh yeah vermont pale it's from the <laughs> suburb of vermont they stopped manufacturing it in 1972, but they made so much that they've still got it. They found it on a fucking loading dock out the back of a warehouse in Geelong. Uh, it's got big fucking drifts of weird black mold growing in the middle of it, but they just run it through a sieve and it's all right. Only tastes a little bit like Vegemite. Gives you a big headache, but what's better for a headache than fucking 42 
ostrich-sized eggs crammed into the most flavourless omelette a man has ever eaten. And if I may say, that endorsement is far too informed and articulate for our current Prime Minister. Yeah, that's true. Who would just smile and wave at the camera and shout, Hog's Breath Cafe. (laughs) Hog's Breath Cafe! And then proceed to moan at length about how the beans were baked too long ago. (laughs) Now they don't have any (laughs) flavour. Very good flavour of beans. So far gone. So far gone. A message from our Prime Minister. I would love, yeah. Australia's had enough. We've been putting up with this for too long. And my girlfriend, when she baked the beans and froze them beans, said that she was trying to make things easy, but the very good flavour of beans is so far gone and I like to have them on my dinner. And oh hell, sometimes on my lunch too. I am full of enragement. Scott Morrison's and very g- sad manners. He's the kind of guy who'd like crack the shits when four and twenty change their recipe oh, and yeah. made the gravy even cheaper and be like, oh no, the great Australian icons have been ruined by yeah. cost cutting. Great Australian icons like four and twenty are the saddest thing about my existence. <laughs> I can't believe that people buy into it. Like, where's your sense of pride? For somebody full of national pride, it's a pretty fucking shabby simulacrum of the real thing. You're proud of fucking bull's testicles ground up into a grisly mess and slopped through brown clag. And it distresses me because 4 and 20, as as an allusion to the mm. rhyme, 4 and 20 blackbirds is yeah, actually it's really- a shit. Yeah, right? But pie. it's a great name for a pie company as it well. It is though. a great name for and a pie it's company. so annoying. They're that- not good pies. <laughs> it's the worst pies. I had a 4 and 20 king-sized sausage roll because if there's something that you have to know about the suburban and outer Australian experience, it's that they have to be told that they're fucking regal. <laughs> because uh, if there's one thing that kings around the world eat, yeah. it is sawdust and beef juice yeah, rolls. Yeah. <laughs> they like for their food to have dandruff and to come in crinkly weird little plastic sleeves i had one of them the other day because the fucking petrol station that i bought it from on my way to my fucking real job it's not as good as a 7-eleven this is the thing if you want to have national pride in shitty stuff unbranded baked goods are better than yeah you have to keep up with the dog shit american companies which shouldn't be hard but for some reason it is i had had, had, 4 and 21 tasted like ass it was fucking awful it was like Flour paste filler. I've actually become a bit of a 7-Eleven aficionado. Yeah, me Because too. living in a 24-hour city, as we do, yeah. means that on my long walks home after work finishes and yeah. there's no public transport or any other venues open, I have to eat 4 and 20 as my meal for the day. Yeah. Actually, their corned beef and sauerkraut sandwich is yeah. a surprising bonus. It's not too bad. But- if needs be, one of those sausage rolls will make you feel like you've eaten. Yeah, those sausage rolls are all right. I do the same thing because I frequently forget to prepare meals for myself and I will work fucking 40 minutes away and I often have to get petrol on the way to work because I can only buy petrol $20 at a time. It's a holdover <laughs> from... It fu- feels fucking extravagant. It used to be $5 it used to be, a time. I remember it was 10 when I first met you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I'll, yeah, frequently I'll have to stop there and get my meal for my shift. And, yeah, the, the corned beef one is good. The mixed triple I often go to just for bulk, but I don't enjoy it. No, I don't enjoy the mixed triple. As the, the egg and lettuce, like the egg salad lettuce is their best tasting one. But it's, it's just the least not substantial. filling at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, I'll go for the egg and bacon sandwich of a morning. And as uh, you, you rightly pointed out, their, their celebratory Christmas sandwich is completely fucked. Fucking it's awful. Just- Fucking awful. I like their little breakfast burritos. I know that they're not good quality, but their egg and bacon burritos I like. They don't sell them anymore, maybe at all, or at least not much. The, there was... Oh, no, this wasn't 7-Eleven. This was... I'm thinking of BP, I think. Yeah. But the BP or Mobile... <laughs> had a bangers and mash roll. Yeah. Which was literally sausage, meat, and mashed potato in a pastry crust. Yeah. It didn't taste like anything, but you did not need to eat for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want, Alice. For this miserable earth. And four and twenties uh shepherd's pie is actually all right. You gotta slather some four and twenty. But they don't have eight they don't have brown sauce at not 4 and 20, 7-Eleven's shepherd's pies are right. Except yeah. that 7-Eleven don't sell brown sauce. They only sell tomato or barbecue or sweet chilli or whatever. Yeah, I mean... If you're going to sell shepherd's pie, you have to sell brown sauce. That's immoral. Ah, uh, all right. I've never had shepherd's pie with brown sauce. Oh, dude. It's the sauce for the... Yeah, I'll believe that. Isn't brown sauce primarily sugar? Like well, Branston Pickle. You look at Branston Pickle because that fucking Yahtzee dude never stopped talking about it in his fucking video game reviews. And yeah, and you Bran- buy Bran- Branston Pickle, Pickle is one of the worst pickle spreads you can get your hands on. It's just, it's so sugary. But, I liked the way it tasted, but that's because it was primarily sugar. Yeah, no, brown sauce is actually pretty savoury. It does have, for, for a savoury food, it has an alarming yeah. amount of sugar. Yeah, I but, guess that's just the story of sauce these days. Yeah. Unnecessary injection of sugar. Yeah. Well. But you've got to preserve it, and sugar's a tastier yeah, preservative yeah. than salt, I guess. Yeah. And it's good bang for your buck in terms of flavour enhancement, mm. if, it's, if it's got a little bit of sweetness in it. Labour Party conference was so shit that we started talking <laughs> about whether With enthusiasm. 7-Eleven baked <laughs> about- goods are better than 4 and 20 baked goods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are better than four Doesn't twenty get goods. Much bleaker than that. Labour Party, you will win this election, but you have once again comprehensively failed. Yeah. If this conference is anything to go by, I just look forward for a chance to criticise them for a change. That's I mean, true. not that we haven't been criticising them, but to be able to speak to power. Yeah, but it's it's nice for them to give us some meat to actually sink our teeth into. Yeah. Yeah. Two pieces of meat this week. Oh, yeah, because there was also the encryption bill. Yeah. Two pieces of meat baked in a pie. At what point does the behaviour of a government become treasonous? Uh, that is a fantastic a question, and one that's very question, difficult to uh, to keep track of, because, of course, the people prosecuting would be the government. Exactly. In theory, that's supposed to be the sole reason that we have, like... A constitution. The gover- Governor-General and yeah. Constitution and, and all of those sorts of things. But in practice, the Governor-General is just there to kick Gough Whitlam out. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just eke out his military pension with yeah. more ready government money. I don't know yeah. why they keep... Is it because it's got the word general in it? That they're yeah, like, oh, I it think, has to be like an I army. I think that's literally It has it. to be an army guy because yeah. it's a general. It's not a governor-civilian. <laughs> It's not a governor nurse, a governor doctor. We employ some sort of diplomatic or legal professional to oversee this position. No, it has to be a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) 
military fucking man, an old dude with <laughs> no personality or opinions because his entire being was bent towards the discipline of the army and now that that's gone, he's got nothing except a, an insanely rigorous set of principles surrounding the height of his socks and the cut of his bed. Nothing approaching an ethical framework or interior life. The saddest life. Go through boot camp, you're ruined. It... <sighs> Sounds like you have done this before. <laughs> it really does. Prison and army are my two most frequent. Nightmares. Of course, you spent some time in an English school, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I spent some time in an English school. I spent, yeah, just high school. The high school that I went to here as well. That's Marcus's theory: is that we would be fucking guns in prison because we've already done twelve years of it. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. It's how Stephen Stephen Fry swears that his um, boarding school experience is why he found prison so easy. Yeah, it it would have to be because it's just yeah, you gotta just stay out of people's way, be confusing enough or slippery enough. Ah, this is times. so. W- w- once again, I have tried to turn the topic back to the Labor Party conference, and once again, it has proven to be impossible. I don't want to talk about the Labor Party conference. It, Haven't it, we said everything it's like, we have to it's, say? It's as if there's some kind of distraction spell yeah. that Bill yeah. Shorten has cast that prevents you from analysing. That could be <laughs> Just, possible. You have to live for as soon as you try to hold the thought, it slips away. Yeah, yeah. It sends you down the, the dumbest tangent that's currently in your brain. Well, in, in, in that case, I think we should unlock the um, trap door and let our listener go. Yeah. I, I think so. I think you've suffered enough. I Re- need to take a shit. Remember that you can contact us at uh, weaknessforbleakness at gmail.com. There are no tricks yes. with the spelling. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter now at, uh, at weakforbleak. Really? Yeah. I hope you're doing that. I'm not fucking doing that. I've just got it set up to post a new episode, so it's mostly good for letting you know when a new episode is out. Awesome. Because I'm not going to post anything from it. I barely post from my own account. I deleted my own account. I know. I tried to follow it with the podcast account. I couldn't <laughs> find you. I'll restart yeah. it so that we can help promote the show. Uh, I don't know if that's necessary. One step at a time. I don't know uh, if it- Surely the essential premise of weakness for bleakness is that there's no necessary. That's yeah, like yeah a, that's true. That's out the window as a concept. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want. Start up your Twitter <laughs> account again. See if I give a shit. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks to Leonardo's Robot for our ending theme song. Uh, and that's it. You've been loved. It's been real. Yeah, see ya. Leave us alone. Mm-hmm.